This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes. With your host, stunning Sean Burkhead. The liberation starts now. Hello and happy Wednesdays and surprise, we're back on Wednesdays. Thank you, Tony Khan, for adding collision to our wrestling week of viewing. So the last time you heard us do a Radio Free Professional Wrestling episode, it was me and Jake and we were previewing AEW Collision. We were literally recording that episode Friday night during SmackDown. And oh, by the way, it would be the SmackDown that the bloodline finally broke apart. The Roman Empire has started to crumble around Roman Reigns. And this finally led me to the decision that we needed two shows a week to better cover the world of professional wrestling the way that we want to, the way that you guys expect us to. Okay, so going forward, the Wednesday show will cover AW Collision, a pay-per-view during the week. There's a pay-per-view, Monday Night Raw, and NXT. And the Saturday show will cover AW Dynamite, SmackDown, and we'll preview pay-per-views and premium live events as they come. And I'll also toss in some global independent wrestling that I've been watching or something that I feel like you guys should check out. With all that being said, let's go over to the Control Center to catch you up so far in this week that is professional wrestling. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Our first story covers AEW's collisions rating from this past Saturday, their debut episode. According to Forbes, AEW Collision had a total viewership of 816,000 viewers, and they had a .33 rating in that key 18 to 49 age range. Now, this episode sent around the hype return of one CM Punk to AEW wrestling and it was from chicago illinois his hometown no doubt that was a major factor to the rating of the first episode now on to our second news story that also involves aw collision as one jim ross went to twitter after the show went off the air to announce that he's stepping away from announcing for a while to recover if you notice on his twitter before aw collision started he posted a picture of him having a very black eye and saying he had a major fall we just want to wish jr a speedy recovery and he went on twitter and apologized to the wrestling fans for his performance at collision if you notice his voice was not the best i just want to say that jr doesn't need to apologize to us because he's a wrestling legend and i just want him to take care of himself so we can enjoy his call just for a couple more years our third news story this week comes from wrestling inc they were covering the debut of Umaga's son Zala Fatu as he made his debut for Booker T's Reality of Wrestling promotion. Now he's been training with that promotion since December 2022. It's exciting to have another Adelati in the family business and if he's anything like his father he's gonna be destined for the WWE or another major professional wrestling company. He's definitely one person we need to keep our eyes on to see how he develops over time. Our fourth news story comes from WrestleZone as MLW was able to defend 
defeat the WWE in a motion to dismiss their antitrust lawsuit against the WWE. Now, if you've been following this story for a moment, MLW has been accusing WWE of unfair practices and the WWE's quest to become the monopoly in professional wrestling in North America. Now, if you remember, MLW was showing their TV show on Reels Network for a while, and Reels struck a deal with Peacock to bring their channel onto the streaming service. And of course, since the WWE also has their streaming rights through Peacock, it's alleged that the WWE blocked MLW from coming onto the Peacock Network. With MLW's victory here, the case moves to Discovery. We'll keep you updated as this case works its way through the court system. And our last news story comes from Fightful as Impact Wrestling announces a new TV deal in the UK and Ireland as Impact will be coming to the Design 1 HD channel on Sky TV. They will be airing on Friday nights at 11 o'clock British Standard Time. And according to the article from Fightful, Design HD 1 channel has been on Sky TV since March 23rd of this year, and this is a continuation of the agreement between Anthem Sports Group, which owns Impact Wrestling, and the ownership of Design which is a media company that specializes in MMA and boxing. This has been your Radio Free Professional Wrestling Control Center for June 21st, 2023. And now it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly in the week that was professional wrestling. Okay, my good happened during the recording between me and Jake on the last episode as SmackDown was on the air and we finally found out where... Jay Loyalty's sided as he turns on Roman Reigns and the Bloodline to join Jimmy as we're going towards a Bloodline Civil War. This was done amazingly well because for a moment there, Jay had me. I thought Jay was going to stay the right-hand man of the Tribal Chief. And I thought he's going to turn on his brother and we're going to have the Usos split up. And it was something I wasn't looking forward to. But this, the shock look on Paul Heyman's face when Jay just super kicks the heck out of Roman, it's priceless. Also, the look of shock from uh, Solo Sokoa as well. And we get the two older brothers super kicking Solo. And they finish off another super kick to Roman after he got up. And he looked like he was pissed as hell. Like, this evil super villain has come to life here. And he's losing his mind. And we see the two brothers walk out of the ring. And we're heading towards Money in the Bank. And we already have this announced tag match where it's going to be Roman and Sokoa versus the Usos. This might steal the show. Even the Money in the Bank ladder match might not be able to hang with this Bloodline Civil War. Okay, so my bag comes from Money Night Raw. And no, it's not the fact that Logan Paul basically put himself into the Money in the Bank ladder match. I can kind of accept that. Now, I know a lot of wrestling fans are going like, hey, he should have gone through a qualification match to get into this Money in the Bank ladder match. But it's Logan Paul, and every time he gets into the ring, it's kind of special. And we got to admit, he's kind of freaking good in the ring. And look at who he's in that match with. It's Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Pete Dunne. No, I'm not calling him Butch. Damian Priest. And Ricochet, he's in there with a lot of good talent who can really help him work through this match. So I'm kind of expecting a good performance from Logan Paul. And I may want to make him my pick to win the Money in the Bank match to face Seth Rollins down the road somewhere. But my bad is literally the last qualifying match for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. It's Raquel Gonzalez versus Trish Stratus. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. This is going to be an interesting match. You got a little bit of a size difference here. Will Raquel go over Trish? No. 
we see Becky Lynch come down, start a fight with Zoe Stark, and in some kind of blind rage, she attacks Trish Stratus, and that gets Raquel Gonzalez disqualified and puts Trish Stratus into this ladder match. Now, granted, I know that's how wrestling logic works, but I just want to look at the ref and go like, hey, we haven't established the fact that Raquel Gonzalez and Becky Lynch are working together, so how does this outside interference actually benefit Raquel? But anyway, besides that, I thought it was just a, not an interesting way to get Trish into this ladder match. I would have perfectly been okay with um, Zoe Stark helping Trish defeat Raquel Gonzalez some sneaky way. And that's how Trish goes into this match, if you want to keep Trish a heel. And it's really kind of hard to keep Trish as a, as a heel because the fans just want to cheer her. My ugly this week comes from NST as we see the Meta 4. That's the group headed by Noen Dar. He has Oral Meja with him and Jakara Jackson and Lash Freaking Legend. This is the group you surround Noen Dar with. Like, come on WWE. Okay, so in this match, it's the two women, Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend. They're facing off against Valentina Perez. Is that a Leon? And this is just your basic generic kind of squash match that gets the heel tag team over. And Lash Legend wins with a big freaking boot. I know they needed a match to bring the crowd down right before they got Braun Breaker versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship match. I just feel like this match between these four ladies should not have been on this NXT card. Especially since you're calling this a special Go Rush version of NXT. And that has been my good, the bad, and the ugly in this week of professional wrestling. It's time to go in-depth on the premiere episode of AEW Collision. This is RFPW In-Depth. Sean and David take a deeper look at a wrestling promotion or wrestler that you should check out. And there's no other place to start than with the promo from CM Punk, as that is what we get to open the show. And Mr. Punk isn't here to be nice anymore, as he says. This was one interesting promo. I was kind of torn on it. Part of me was going like, it's a cool promo. And the other part was going like, I don't think they settled anything in the nine months that he was away. Now, some of the key highlights to this promo was he made a dig at the Young Bucks as he was saying he's the original Bill in a world filled of counterfeit bucks, like Young Bucks. So I was like, rolling my eyes are going like, okay, CM Punk. It's kind of funny, yes, but that's when I started feeling like this has not been settled. Then he goes along and he says, hey, there's some of you out there in the crowd that feels like you're owed an apology. Allow me to give you your apology. And my apology to you is, I'm sorry that the only people suffering you are the wrestlers that you like. And I just knew that was a dig at the elite and Heyman Adam Page. Now, I love the fact that CM Punk came out with the red bag and you knew exactly what was in the bag. is his AEW world title that he never lost. And he said he won this, not because he had the best Doc Clark match in the world, but he actually won the Doc Clark match. So it looks like we're heading to a title unification match between CM Punk and MJF. If that's the first solo feud for CM Punk, I'm here for it. Let's go ahead. Let's get this out of the way. Let's get these titles unified. If you put it on MJF, that's fine. You put it on CM Punk, that's fine. It's probably the biggest solo match you can have with CM Punk at the moment, given the situation behind the scenes. Now, the very first match we got on Collision is for the TNT title. It's Lucha Source versus Warlord. 
And I'm torn about this match because Warlord should still be champion because I feel like they've been hopitating this TNT title around for the last like 12 months. And honestly, I don't feel like they've done enough to repair the damage to Warlow, especially after last year's kind of meh and to his feud with MJF. So in this match, Christian grabs a camera, smashes it into the face of Warlow, and that leads to Warlow losing his TNT title to Luchasaurus. Now, Luchasaurus never touches the TNT title because Christian grabs it, goes up onto the little rope. He like, yes, I did it. Then he has Luchasaurus comes over and put him on his shoulders. And Christian is like the best heel ever. And this is probably the best Christian run since that world title run he had back in WWE. I'm here for it. Christian is just a heel that you want to see get his ass kicked. But this outcome of this match, it leaves me questioning what they see in Warlow. Are you moving him on to another feud? Is he spinning back towards MGF in the world title? I really don't have a clue. I'm just hoping they have a plan for Warlow. Because I feel like he could be a major player in this company. Okay, the second match on this card was probably the best match outside of the main event. As we had Buddy Matthews versus Andrade Igolo. And I love this match for the simple fact that Andrade won the match with a figure eight. He used it Charlotte Flair's finishing hold to make Buddy Matthews tapped out. This is a match that you need to go back and watch because it was just two guys going balls to the wall and it made perfect logical sense. It was a highly entertaining wrestling match and the crowd was 100% behind Andrade. He was like the biggest... Okay, take it back. He was the second biggest babyface in Chicago that night. Okay, up next we had to return a Miro and we were wondering who would be the victim for the Redeemer and it turned out to be Tony Nese and if I was Tony Nese right now I would be firing one smart Mark Sterling because he's the worst lawyer ever by accepting this open challenge to an opponent that Tony Nese didn't know who it was going to be and it turned out to be Miro. It was a fun squash match and it doesn't hurt Tony Nese one bit and we got the Redeemer back and I can't wait to see what Miro does next. Okay, so up next was the feel-good moment of the evening to me personally, as we saw the tag team match of Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue versus Tony Storm and Ruby Solo. And just the look on Sky Blue's face as she's coming out to the rain in her hometown inside the United Center. She was on cloud nine. You could tell that she was this excited as all get out. And I was so happy that she got the victory here. I had a feeling that maybe, maybe they would keep the outcasts strong and they would cheat again to win here. But Sky Blue was not a dumb, dumb baby face. She had a can of spray paint for herself and it comes into play to the finish as Tony Storm tries to use her can, but Sky Blue beats her to the punch and we get a 1-2-3 victory here for Sky Blue. We also see the mother of Sky Blue get a little bit of payback on the outcast before the match starts as she smacks the taste out of Tony Storm's mouth. And really, Sky Blue has come a long way in the last, like, four months here as she's been more showcased on Rampage and AEW Dynamite. And how about Willow Nightingale? She probably could be one of the best homegrown baby faces for this company. She kind of reminds me of a junkyard dog kind of baby face. This kind of, like, fun-loving, but yet a brawling brute-type professional wrestler. Now, the claim had a promo segment in the ring, and it was, okay, it was a good rap from Matt Kessler. I mean, the claim always entertained me, but to me personally, it could have been the one-seventh cut from the show, and it would not be missed, which is kind of weird to say about the claim. Now, the main event is everything that me and 
Jake were talking about, and I was so happy that Jake saw this live as we saw CM Punk face off in the ring against Samoa Joe. This was a hot blood feud from the early days of Ring of Honor, and just to have the ability to see it in the ring in 2023 was kind of freaking cool. Now, having Punk in this six-man with FTR was a great idea because he wasn't in the match too much. He was in there just enough to get all of us kind of interested in seeing him wrestle again and kind of help CM Punk get off that ring rust from nine months away from professional wrestling. And Jay White and Juice Robinson, they need to be the next AEW tag team champions because they have a lot of freaking chemistry. And what can you say about Samoa Joe? He's just a bad freaking ass. Okay, so going into this match, I kind of have a feeling that Juice Robinson was going to be there for the pin, and he took the pin. It doesn't really hurt Juice Robinson at all because they kind of protect Juice Robinson because Juice gets hit by the shatter machine. He spins around right into the go-to sleep from CM Punk, and one, two, three, and he sends Chicago home happy as the babyfaces defeat Bullet Club Zoe and Samoa Joe. Pretty well done, Tony Khan. That was a excellent episode of Collision and it had a totally different feel from AEW Dynamite from the look of the ring and oh hey we had Nigel McGinnis on cover commentary with Kevin Kelly hell yeah now I see some fan reactions saying that the commentary for Collision wasn't as good as it could be I just want to say let's relax for a second because it's been a while since Kevin Kelly and Nigel has worked together, and this is a brand new product for them to call. But for the first episode, I thought they did okay, and I, I was like, sign me up here. I can watch this every Saturday night if they're going to be the team that leads the charge here. Okay, we got time for one final segment here on Ray Free Professional Wrestling for our re-debut on Wednesday. Welcome to Take the Book. Sean and David get their chance to book wrestling as they see fit. Okay, a few weeks ago, we saw Asuka get the new Speed of Universal Women's Championship title belt. And Bianca Belair was asked to say in the back by Adam Pearce. And he promises her a title match in, if she does so. Okay. Now, my idea to booking this heel turn for Bianca Belair, I kind of want to go back in time just a little bit. It's okay for Asuka to have the belt. That was not part of my plan. But I wanted to see Bianca Belair go into the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women and be the one to win the case, but become the very first female to not cash in successfully with the Money in the Bank contract. Now, this failure leads her down this spiral even further as she's trying to get back the title and still in her mind be the EST of WWE. This whole time as she's going through this losing streak, she still calls herself the EST of WWE and she just gives you excuse after excuse after excuse on why she's not winning matches. And this heel turn has a logical starting off point and it's this backstage statement where Adam Pierce asks Bianca to stay away from Asuka so he can present the new title. And in Bianca Belair's mind, she's the hero of her own story because she's been cheated by upper management of WWE and she's trying to right her own wrong, even though she goes about it in non-babyface ways. And that has been my way of booking this Bianca Belair heel turn on Take a Book by Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Before we go, I just want to mention you can always go to Radio Free PW to catch up on episodes that you miss from Radio Free Professional Wrestling. You can head over to Twitter at Radio Free PW. Leave me your stunning question 
It may be one I'll use in a stunning six question down the road. You can always check us out on Instagram at RadioFreePW. I just happened to put up a picture of me and a mock-up of a t-shirt for Radio Free Professional Wrestling. If you like it, leave a comment, leave a like. And until I see you Saturday for another episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling, stay studying. But not you, Randy. I'm coming for my Churchill Cup, and you know what I mean, buddy. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Follow the show on Twitter at, at Radio Free PW. Also, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode.